Welcome to our final episode of 1,000 Miles of Desert and Mountains, brought to you by the University Libraries at the University of Nevada, Reno, and the Washoe County Libraries. We have so enjoyed exploring the diaries of George and Josephine Scott with you, and we hope you have enjoyed coming along as George and Josephine, together with Jack, Tucson, Chino, Cyclone, Puni, and Mebby, trekked 1,000 miles across Nevada deserts and mountains. Three diaries remain of the original four, and they are housed in special collections and university archives at the University of Nevada Reno Libraries. Our digital lab team has captured the diaries in their entirety, and if you would like to explore George and Josephine's adventures in more detail, we invite you to visit them online. You'll find a quick link to the collection at library.unr.edu slash 1000 hyphen miles. As we join George and Josephine for our final episode today, the date is Tuesday, August 25th, 1914. George and Josephine are one mile south of Bridgeport and must figure out how to convince the burros to cross the East Walker River as they make their way into California. One mile south of Bridgeport, California. Tuesday, August 25th. Sunshine and a beautiful day. We were in no hurry this morning and it was a great luxury. We did not break camp till nine o'clock. Our animals had all they could eat all night and up until we began packing them. Still, they were low G and slow. Probably ate too much. It has been a wonderful day. The road followed the river for fully 10 miles and there are ranches here and there, all in hay. The green fields running right up to the foot of the mountains were very attractive and the noisy river was always within sight. One man had raised alfalfa on a sagebrush hillside, so steep it could not be cut but he had fine big cattle feeding it down. We passed one outfit that looked like a Nevada saloon crew. And about one o'clock, we came to a bridge over the East Walker River, where the river is very noisy and our burros absolutely refused to take it. We finally blindfolded Jack and by pulling and pushing, he was landed on the other side trembling from head to foot. Then we took Tucson, and she certainly gave us a fight for our pains. It took fully 15 minutes to get her over, but she was, finally, tied to the sagebrush and began munching grass. Josephine put some barley in a pan and told Cyclone over inch by inch. The other two had been blindfolded, but it was not necessary with him. Then Chino was towed across, blindfolded, and staked out. Josephine and I then pushed the wagon across the bridge and hitched up once more. Presently, the road left the river and took to the sagebrush, becoming pretty sandy and heavy for several miles. I shot a little cottontail, but it was able to keep going and Pooney caught it. She brought it along, holding it amidship, and jumped into the wagon with it. We divided with her for supper. 
We finally made camp where a ditch came down from the hills, but a man who came after the cattle gave us permission to turn the burrows into their pasture. Both yesterday and today we have seen great hedges of both willows and wild roses flanking the road. There have been miles and miles of these wild roses and often 12 to 15 feet high. The sagebrush here, where it grows on ground containing some moisture, is often six feet and seven feet high with stems from four inches to six inches in diameter. Last night's camp was our last in the state of Nevada. In 10 or 15 minutes after starting this morning, we were at the upper end of the Fredericks Ranch and passed into California. We gathered some small nuts growing on small bushes by the wayside, something we have never seen before. Thank you for listening with us today and throughout the series. We hope you've enjoyed following George and Josephine, and of course the Burroughs, on their 1,000-mile trek across Nevada. We have enjoyed having you with us on this journey and hope you will explore more of the books, documents, letters, photos, and so much more that Special Collections and University Archives has to offer. Special thanks to Special Collections and University Archives at the University of Nevada, Reno for making the diaries available and to our reader, Jeremiah G. Nelson for bringing George and Josephine's words to life. Thank you to the talented 1000 Miles Project team, Kim Anderson, Reed Barris, Catherine Dirk, Emily Dunster, Nathan Girth, Chrissy Clunky, Michelle Rebelotti, Landon Renwick, Laura Rock, and Lucas Starmer, along with me, your host, Robin Monteith. Episode music provided by Thomas Jones Chase, Tim Torrance, and Per Anders Nilsson, courtesy of Universal Production Music. You can explore more of the 1000 Miles Project at library.unr.edu slash 1000 hyphen miles, or simply find the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore more of our digitized special collections, you'll find that link in the show notes as well. Thank you again for joining us on this journey.